guess they say the third time's a charm. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, so did you jump on the computer? Yes. Okay, good. All right, so let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Country. Today on the line with me, I have DeRay. What's up, DeRay? Hey, how's it going? How's it going, guys? It's going well. So far, so good. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, pretty much, uh, you know, your, your ordinary <laughs> your ordinary uh, story of a kid. Uh, somewhat of a rough upbringing, but uh, two hardworking parents work uh, bust their butt for me and my siblings and you know, as, as younger adolescents, you know, we, we get into our, our own goals and dreams and feel like we know what we, we want to do with our lives and stuff and getting in trouble and all that. But I got straightened up pretty quick, though. Um, met the right good, uh, the perfect people on my road to where I'm at right now and who helped me stay on the straight and narrow path and pretty much... Um, Went to college, Russellville College, left college, and um, now I'm a gym owner in Maryville. So now you you know I want to know what some of the stuff you did growing up because you're about to talk to some of these young men out here, and your story is what's going to impact them on the road to change. Uh, as far as like you know, I'm not I can't incriminate other people though, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, like hanging with so we I, I grew up for the most part up in uh Dur Miller and Ivanhoe projects before we actually moved to Etna and um I grew up I, well I didn't grow up in Ivanhoe but I moved to Ivanhoe after I moved out of Miller I grew up in Miller projects yeah. and then moved so yeah okay I'm ready so <laughs> so, <laughs> so grew up in there like and when you have cousins and uncles that live with uh, the gang affiliate lifestyle, you know, uh, you, you kind of try to mimic them or adapt to that little, uh, those type of people. But I, I knew real young that uh, I wanted more. And if everybody went left, I'm gonna go right because I only want to follow my, my own path. And I don't follow people. So, like, as far as getting in trouble, like, your, your ordinary, like, stealing, you know, other little mischievous things, you know, um, trespassing and other stuff I choose not to say. Okay. What made you start your gym? Um, to, be, to be honest, with you, like I said before, like, getting on the right path, meeting the right people, and, like, I... Uh, Fortunately enough, like in high school, I was able to meet um, two people. One, uh, one that really inspired me is uh, the late um, Troy Allen, who who really took a liking to me and uh, uh, the assistant coach at that at that time. But uh, these two guys did. Uh, I will say a lot for me when I'm not even blood, you know, so they helped me out as far as keep me 
in the gym training and because be honest with you, I never want to go to college. I never want to go to college. I never thought of anything outside of just getting hanging out with my friends and meeting the right people who actually like these guys actually came to my house and talked to my mom and I remember them actually pulling up on a Saturday and asked my mom, can they, they want to come pick me up on the weekends? Cause I had this, they had, they seen all this talent in me that back then I didn't see in myself or I didn't care about. And these guys literally picked me up every weekend to make me go run the sand dunes, train, wrestle, kickbox, Muay Thai and all that stuff, which in the very beginning, I was very, I was mad. I was real mad. But <laughs> after a while, you know, it, it, they say you do something for like, it takes 17 days or 21 days to break or build a habit. And after a while, you know, those same friends to come, hey, DeRay, you know, we about to go this and that. And and my mentally, uh, I feel like I, I, you know, think of stairs, you know, when you start climbing stairs, some in life, you're going to have to start leaving some people at certain steps, you know, because they don't want to go no higher. And then when my friends was telling me, come, let's go do this, let's do that. And I was like, nah, man, I got to go train, you know, because now I want to train because it gave me a good outlet to release stress and anger and any hurt or whatever I was dealing with. So it was one of the best outlets I could use. So doing that throughout life, going out training, uh, well, I mean, going off to college wrestling, coming back, fighting. And and I retired roughly three years ago, three and a half, four years ago from fighting. Mm-hmm. And and now, like, the, the, the thing I've built, this little craft or this these skill set I've built for so many years, it's, it's, it's good to apply it and give back to others what was given to me. So that's what I'm doing now. How important is attitude? Attitude, oh man. I remember seeing this sign uh, in college. They said it was, uh, your attitude determines your altitude. Your altitude. Mm-hmm. And attitude is, is almost like one of the key things in life. You know, attitude, your mental. These, these, this can make or break you. You know, every situation, no matter what you face in life, you, you're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be, think about like the Pope or one of the best players in, in, I hate to say this, one of the best players in in the NBA is Michael Jordan. I I want to put this out there. I'm not a Jordan fan (laughs) at all. I'm a Reggie Miller fan, Team Indiana to the day I die. Mm -hmm. But Michael Jordan is one of the best players uh, in, I mean, one of the all-time greats, you know, if not the best. No matter how good he played a game, no matter how many how, how much he won, you always gonna find hate. Someone's always gonna say something hateful. Mm-hmm. Oh, he he gambles. Oh, he was too tired for this. Like who cares? Like if if he gave in to what people said about him, his attitude changed and and he started treating people different, or you know, he gave up on on himself. You know, like. I, I like uh, Cobra Ryan. I seen this on the other day, like a few days ago. Like Cobra Ryan, Cobra Ryan said something about 
he don't care what somebody felt about him. His attitude is about the game. His attitude is about training, outworking people. So if you got a strong attitude, strong mindset, like you can do anything that's out there, anything that's that that you set your your sights on, you can do it. And a lot of people with weak attitude, a weak mindset, a weak mindset will always point at you and look at you, laugh when you fall, laugh when you fail. But you're doing something that they're too scared to step out because your attitude is that much higher and better mm-hmm. than theirs. And you keep on, keep at it, and you will achieve the stuff that they're too scared to try. You know, like, it's one of the hardest things to do in life is speak in front of people, fail in front of people, and and sit there and not what well, the easiest thing to do is not attempt but to speak and fail in front of people that's that's so hard when you spend about six or let's say six days a week for three months in the gym training basketball football whatever you do whatever your craft is and go out there and fail people with the weak attitude would sit there and poke fun, make fun, or talk about you, you know? But you mm-hmm. did, but in the, the day, they're watching you. They don't see the work you put in behind the scenes, but they, 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 they sit there and they watch you either on TV or they hear people talking about you, you know? So your attitude has to be strong. Whatever you do in life, you got to have uh, I'm better than you attitude, definitely in sports, you know? Whatever you put your uh, your step on, you got you got to have an attitude, strong attitude. So, were you a bully? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know some people that know you, right? <laughs> okay, okay. So, I'm I, no, I'm not gonna say I was a bully. Uh, I did a couple bullyish things, but like, uh, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't put me on a spot like that. Like I'm a better person. I put it that way. Like, but it, it made it made me who I was. Uh, you know, so like I was. Out, I remember being a freshman and uh, JJ Johnson, uh, J. My brother, uh, and the seniors when I was freshman seniors before then bullied me. It was more of a hazing thing. So it's not a bully thing. Mm-hmm. It's a hazing thing. And when I became a junior senior like i returned the favorite is a process you know that <laughs> if you joined the wrestling team i actually wrestled with uh both of your brothers okay okay so you join the wrestling team it was pretty much the same thing there you know like you know hazing process and i remember I, uh jamal your younger brother i tried to uh haze him and uh well nah, you know trying to show off and stuff and he uh, cradled me, and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a junior getting cradled by a uh, <laughs> freshman. Like so, uh, I got humble there, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I got humble pretty well. And then like that year, he did better than I did that year too. So like, I mean, it's it's a process though, man. Like it's a learning thing. <laughs> the kids that's coming into the gym now, I bet you see so many of them that remind you of your younger self. How do you encourage them or approach them? How do you build that relationship with them? So I'm going to be honest with you. So 
any any like you said before your attitude any kid that come in uh walk through my doors like uh, i tell everyone uh that walks through these doors if you walk in here and you're committed and you say this is my goal like if you ever come to like you know not to plug myself go fitness in miraville 5198 East 81st Ave. Oh, we was gonna do that, baby. You're gonna hide your time at the end. No worries. I'm attaching it to everything and it's gonna be out there. I got you. <laughs> so it, I have a, all these saying these phrases I've, I've said from uh, youth to now. Like, I got on, on my wall. It's almost like graffiti on my wall. Like, I pretty much put this in. And, like, one of the phrases that I love to have on my wall. It says, "Your goals have to be bigger than your laziness." So if you walk through these doors and you tell, because everybody talks a good game, everybody talks, "I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this." Everybody says that. So, but when you start have to put the work in, then you you really see who are who people really are. You know, you see the quitter. You see the doubters, you see the, the lazy people, you see the, the people that try to cut the corners. You, you really, hard work really shows you who you are. And when these people come in here and the ones that really, the one I, I see a lot of myself in into, like those ones, I, I'm not gonna lie, I gravitate a lot to those guys, those kids. Because now, no matter what you tell them, like if you actually need my coaches from high school, from junior high to high school to college until as an adult, my jujitsu coaches, if you ask any of my coaches, if you tell me the way you have to do uh, run a thousand miles to be a champion, like I'm gonna get started. I'm never gonna cut a corner because I wanna win so bad. And, and, and the thought of losing just, it won't allow me to cheat myself. So these the ones that do come in here and that have that fire, that have that 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 drive, I take a liking to them. And if you really have that drive and you can and you pick up stuff real quick, because some kids I was a sponge. You show me something, I can do it. And some of these kids, uh, I have this one kid in particular uh, named Jada. Uh, she's a female, uh, young girl. She's eleven. She's the only. A, the only 11-year-old that I allow to come to adult classes because she can hold her own. And um, no matter what you show this little girl, man, she picks it up and she's uh, she applies it. And I took a liking to her. We had a uh, few other kids that, that really uh, pick up stuff real quick, good attitude, and I see a lot of myself in them. They have that drive and they want to get better. They hate losing, like, so I do take a liking to those kids, and you have some kids that got the want, but they don't have that belief in themselves that you try a little bit harder, you can achieve it. And some of those kids are, uh, you have to give an extra little motivation, a motivational speech to, or, you know, like, so I will admit to this, I'm not the best person when it comes to, like, patience and all this and all but i'm definitely <laughs> i've came a long way and um some of these other kids like this one little girl i call her princess i think her name is nayel gonzalez um when she first came in i remember telling her 
her mom and her dad like hey you know maybe you want to put her into like like gymnastics or something you know like because you're doing jujitsu you know you got to be physical and this this little girl is so dainty and divas like you know like uh, I remember one time she came in the gym and said oh man uh, it's real sweaty in here you know like <laughs> <laughs> And when somebody grab her and you see her just fall down and not really try, you know, and I swear to you, if you see this little girl compete now, this this little girl is a monster. Like I, mm. I love watching her drive. I lo- like her drive when she goes in there and she's not giving up and she's taking other boys down and submitting them. I like so I like it a lot, man. I like what was given, what was done to me back then. I like giving back. So do you consider yourself a mentor? Uh, honestly, y- yes and no. Yes and no. Um, uh, if, if I say yes, it's, it's only because, like, um, I, I want to do for others that, that was, like I said, was that was done for me. Like if I see someone struggling, I, I want to help them because a lot of these kids that uh, definitely been trouble, like trouble youth. Uh, I've been in those shoes. Uh, I've been in shoes where I, I ran away. I've been in shoes where where I had to take anger management. I've been in shoes where I got expelled or kicked out of school, and so I've, I've been in those shoes, you know. So I know what what needs to be done, you know, because I lived it myself. Uh, that's why I would say yeah. So it's easy for me to help them, guide them. Hey, this is what you need to do. But again, like the mindset, if their mind is not ready to 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 change, uh, which we all want to change, but some people just get to the get there slower than others. So I would say yeah on that. No on the only simply on the fact is um, I'm still even at, uh, right now. I'll be 41 next month. Uh, and even at 41, I'm still learning myself. I'm still um, trying to become a better person myself. So, like, uh, it's hard to mentor another when you're still learning and and trying to be the finished product of yourself. Well, I can tell you that you just described the definition of a mentor. So, to answer the question, yes, you are. Um, because a mentor as a noun is an experienced and trusted advisor. Mm -hmm. And then as a verb is somebody who gives advice or trains, especially to younger people. And so as we grow and mature, we're always learning, right? If we're not learning, then we're, we're stuck in the same spot. We didn't got left on the stairs, right? True. So I would say, yes, you are a mentor and yes, you are forever evolving, especially because of the different people you come across every day. You teaching them and they giving you nuggets as well, right? Right, right. What would you tell an absent parent? You know, you see these kids and they coming in and maybe grandma, auntie bringing them in and a lot of the boys are struggling. Maybe even some of the girls are struggling. What would you say to a parent that's not there? So this, so now that's a tricky question. Uh, is if they're not there because work and uh, other like responsible reasons, then um, well, one thing I can say that uh, say to any parents that 
not there for the child because of work and stuff. Like the the, the years that the youth that we uh, whatever age your child is at this point, work is not that important. Uh, granted, I know we got to pay bills and all this and all that, but these are the years you don't get back. And I'm gonna say this because I mean I, I don't talk about my personal life because it, you know. I feel like it's so cliche, you know, but um, my mom passed what, last year. My dad passed the week of my fight almost like eight years ago. Uh, and neither one of them ever came to a, a, a wrestling match or a wrestling tournament, either high school nor college or a fight. And uh, it's funny. It's funny now, like, when my dad passed, I see him four days before my fight in traffic, and we both pulled up, we both talked, and I and then tell him, yeah, you know, I'm fighting at the Hemisphere Center this day, blah blah blah, this and that, and um, yeah, he tells me, you know what, you know, I'm off, I'm I'm gonna be there, and all this and all that, and I was excited, like, right, you gonna come watch me fight and all this and all that, and uh, he passed away what two days later, had a heart attack in his sleep. So, uh, I don't do that. <laughs> so, the, it would have been special for them to come actually see me in action, of course, of, of course. But I know these were, like I said, in the very beginning, like both of my parents were hard working and they put so much on, uh, you know, on themselves just to make sure I have a better life. And the thing as an adult right now, if I can go back then, like those shoes that I may want to, you know, to try to impress my friends or impress a girl and all this and all that, I would like, it's not, as an adult now, it's not important, you know, so mm -hmm. their their time would have been more important. Me and my mom had a unique bond, a, a re unique relationship where my mom spent, uh, which I don't fault my mom it, it, for nothing because if she wasn't working, my mom was like sick. My mom was always sick. She was sick from the fourth grade until I left college, until last year, you know? She, so she was always in and out the hospital. So the other, depending on the, the parent, whatever their reason, uh, one, one thing I can say, if it's work, I mean, that extra, those extra shifts, I, I know those dollars to help out the household, but you, you don't, our big, our biggest kryptonite in this world is like when you're born, it's time. Mm -hmm. Because you can get money back, you can get material things back, but you you never get time back. Every you lose time or seconds and milliseconds off your life at, with every breath or every moment. So I would tell those parents whatever sacrifice you can make to put whatever little. Day two, three hours, four hours of time, 30 minutes of time with your, your child or come watching them compete or practice. I say sacrifice that little time for them. Get off work a little, uh, a little earlier, come in there. Because I do, I have witnessed in here where kids are training and practicing. And if you watch these kids, again, I was in these kids' shoes, and you watch these kids. And their parents, the ones where their parents get off of work and do come to practice. And if you see the way these kids light up, mm -hmm. you know, and 
they try that much harder than when they hear their parents cheering for them. It's, it's worth it's worth the sacrifice. No no amount of money in the world can can give you that feeling. Hmm. What is happiness to you? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. So happiness to me would be just everybody's winning. Everybody winning. I've literally dealt with the the hardest pain I've ever dealt with last year until now. Uh, Like I said, burying my mom. After that, like, like I had this, this coldness to me for a while. And now, like getting over that, and cause, you know, some some that traumatic, you know, like you start dealing with your own internal thoughts, and like I internalize everything. I'm I've never been the type of person to, hey, so I feel this way and I feel that way. I we just I just never talk about feelings, so I internalize everything, and it, it literally put me at a place where if you're not building, you're not adding on to me or we're not adding on to each other, whatever, then we have to part ways. And now I'm at a place where mentally I want everyone to win. If if you're my enemies, well, I don't have enemies, but I want everyone to win. I don't want no one. That's happiness to me. Right now, my circle right now, my inner peace, like I give every dollar I have to help out all my friends, you know, like, and Vice versa, like I want everyone to win. Uh, that's to me, that's peace right there. We all mm-hmm. winning, we all smiling, we all can enjoy each other's time. How do you turn around a bad day? Two things come to the gym. Well, one thing come to the gym. <laughs> Very first thing come to the gym. There's, there's never, ever, ever, ever a dull moment at this gym. Never. Someone's bound to say something, do something to make you laugh. And like the camaraderie we have here, like it's not like other gyms where, oh, you know, you lift, you do whatever. Like I try to make it like family oriented as much as possible as far as like doing like events every quarter or whatever. Like I just try to make sure the camaraderie stays high. But if I'm having a bad day, come in here and something's bound to make me laugh. And this is this always been my outlet anyway from, like I said, from the fourth grade until now. Like, whatever stress I was dealing with, the gym always helped me out. The second thing, um, you ever looked on YouTube and you hear the babies laughing? Mm-hmm. That laughing, mm-hmm. that, that makes me laugh, man. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> That's baby laughing. Like, there's one of my favorites when the uh, parents ripping the paper and this baby was cracking up, and that stuff is just so funny to me. <laughs> That's cute. All right. So, what would you tell your younger you? My younger me. Okay. Uh, to focus on my uh, school more, hands down. But you uh, hate school. Uh, you said what? But you didn't like school. I, I hated school. Yeah, I hate it. But that's why I would tell my younger self to focus on my school more. At the end of the day, like, no matter, and definitely the way this world is right now, no one can never take your education from you. You know, you're edu- uh, having a strong education, get a 
degree in this or whatever, you, you have a fallback. You know, like you can still live your fighting dreams or basketball hoop dreams, whatever, but your education, you can never, I mean, uh, you can never go wrong with having a strong education. I mean, and I did hate school, and I hated school even more in college, but in order to keep my scholarship for wrestling, you had to maintain a 3.4. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I, and I did just enough to keep it 3.4. I didn't try to do no extra credit, no nothing. Like, I didn't want a 3.425, I wanted 3.4, you know, just to wrestle. That's it. So, like, I definitely would tell myself to uh, focus on my education more. So what if they show up and be like, well, coach, you said that you was just right there at that 3.4. Now, can I just be lazy today? What you going to tell them? No, no, no. Now, why would you do that? (laughs) 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 So the good DeRay would say, you know, you can do more. Apply yourself. Push yourself. Uh, Other DeRay would say, hey, man, can you wrestle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, all right, man, you good. Just stay right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, like, uh, e- even there, the attitude, like, like, it- it's certain things that no matter who you are, it's certain things that you're gonna you're gonna want to do. You're gonna want to push yourself at. And like, honestly, honestly, school was not there for me. Like, I didn't care for it. You know, I just, I just, I did it more to please my mom. To, and dad than anything, the first chance, I already said, the first chance I get, I'm never going back to school. And of course, I fell in love with wrestling and I was like, all right, cool. Let me uh, wrestle in college. Uh, you got to go more school. And I'm like, oh my God. But <laughs> the, the attitude, if I, if I would take the same attitude I had with wrestling in my studies, man, I could have been a lawyer somewhere, you know, so. All right. So tell me, what does "go" stand for? Go. It's actually a name I came up with. G O E. Go Fitness. Um, uh, it stands for goals over everything. And I was the manager of the UFC gym in uh, in Maryville, and I remember I had an event where we had I called the Envy Fight Night. And uh, the, I want to say the owners back then, they, they, they did a lot to a certain extent. Then after the, the shutdown, you know, which the shutdown like hurt, hurt a lot of business owners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, when it, after the shutdown, we was able to come back to work and stuff. They stopped applying themselves to the gym. They all live in Illinois. They had a couple of gyms in Illinois. They had the one in Maryville. And after that, I tried to do events, you know, bring more people to the, the UFC gym and all this and all that, even though they wasn't helping me out like I needed them to. And I remember sitting up in the ring and a host of whole fight event. It's a boxing. We had like 10 boxing matches. And I'm looking across. I'm looking at like, all right, I got like almost like 500 some people here myself, you know, like, and I remember sitting in the ring, talking to them and telling, uh, telling my, telling myself, like, I'm done. I, I'm, I don't want to listen to nobody else. I don't want to work for nobody else. I just want to 
I, if I can do this, I can do it myself. You know, let me put all my knowledge, my experience as a manager, my experience as a uh, fighter, put all that experience into me and my belief into myself and bet on myself. And I'm, it was scary. It, was, it, it damn sure was scary. And I came up with the name, uh, like, Go Fitness, uh, like, almost, like, two weeks later, got that uh, trademark or patented, and, uh, yeah, and the colors was all my favorite colors, so. What are the colors? Uh, my favorite color is gray, so. Uh, my Why are you smiling so hard when you say gray? Because <laughs> I just like the color gray. <laughs> I love favorite color gray. The orange is my favorite bright color, and the two neutral colors, white and black. So like, let's do it. Like, so I, I, I'm smiling because I'm looking at as I'm talking to you. I'm saying as I'm looking around at the gym, and you know, I, I'm still at all myself. Like, hey, I did this. I did it. I I was going through, like I said, one of the hardest times of my life, and still managed to get through that, and still build this up together and like, and the people that, that had so much love and loyalty for me when I was the manager at the UFC gym, um, majority, I want to say almost like 80%, 85% of them came right over here and supported me at, at go. So like, I've, I'm ecstatic for that. This, I, be. I, I was stuck in a rock in a hard place where I was like, you know, I didn't want to do nothing. So then I was like, all right, I got to work. I, I do have a kid. I got support. I got a household. I got support. And I was stuck at like, all right, go back to construction. But then I was thinking about like, man, then I got to listen to uh, work with lazy people, listen to foremans and superintendent, uh, superintendents tell me to get over here, do this, do that. And like, mm-hmm. and I would just, I literally told myself I can't do it no more. And I just stepped out and, Gambled on myself, and it, so far it has paid off, and I'm I'm really happy. Are you a believer of God? Yes. Uh, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, I, I, I sit here and <clears throat> when uh, this Kato gave you a half story right there. I sit here when I had that decision to make, as far as like um, go work, go back to construction, or gamble on myself and open up the gym. So uh, opportunity presented itself where the landlord, uh, somebody was telling this one particular person told me, hey, go talk to the landlord, talk to the landlord. And I, I literally waited like five, four or five days. And it was this voice telling me, hey, direct, call the landlord, just call him, just call him. And I kept ignoring mm-hmm. it. I'm like, I got too much on my plate already. And like I, I, I tell everyone, it's it's my mom, my dad, and God. Is them was the, they was the one that was telling me to keep calling, to go, to do it, Dre, do it, stop waiting, go do it. Mm-hmm. And when I did it, and I talked to him, and the deal we came up with, I was like, I'd be a fool not to take it. So I jumped on it, and it paid off. And I, I'm definitely believing. Oh, so. Well, the part that you've been waiting for, your plugger, your shout out, 
Where are we located? <laughs> okay. Oh, it's my turn now? Okay. So, <laughs> so um, we're actually located, uh, located in, right in Maryville, right across from the street from Albany's, uh, the Mandalay Plazas. That's where we're at right now. Like I said, 5198 East 81st Avenue. You can contact me at hello at gofitness.org. That's H-E-L-L-O at G-O-E Fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S dot org. Uh, that's the email or call me at 219-940-9361. That's 219-940-9361. Um, you come out here, it's definitely going to be family oriented. Like the only loud mouth here is probably me, you know, so, <laughs> um, but like, it's a different feel here, and I want to keep it that way. I don't want, I personally don't want the egos and except my ego, but I, I don't want the other egos. I want, I like for everyone to get along. And so far, like, everyone get along. Uh, you go to our, um, uh, follow us on Instagram. What's that? I think it's Go Fit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I suck at social media. I'm actually getting better at it, but now, but I hate social media. <laughs> but you can follow. How do you find out? I'll attach it to the podcast. Don't worry. I'll put okay. it all in there. I'll go find it. All right, cause um, that on there, Facebook there, follow us there, and like we do, we do a lot of stuff. Like we just did an event last week at uh, Laser Tag. Uh, so we're lazy tag. We've been to the shooting range. We've been bowling. We got fright fest coming up where we do a lot of stuff together and stuff. So I want to put this out there. Laser tag. We my team definitely got cheated. So if we didn't get cheated. Oh, we no, here you go. <laughs> Listen, I like to put the. I want to stress to everyone. Like if you're on my team, you're gonna win unless somebody cheat. You know so. Sound like you be cheating a little bit. No, listen, I don't. I just told you I don't cheat myself. No, that's what it sounds like. There, saying that you had to put it out here in the public. You know, you're trying to get some redemption and stuff going on. Only because, like, you know, the people that cheated us have came in here, uh, has came in here and mm. brag about beating me. You know, As they should. Yeah, I mean, they probably don't get to do it often. Oh no, not at all. Right. Well, Except for when we, when we went bowling, and I put, you know, the, the catchphrase, let's go bowl, G-O-E, let's go bowl, um, at the Stardust. And I, but I did have a disclaimer and tell everyone, hey, I love the bowl. I, I'm absolutely trash at the game, though. I suck at it. Um, people have tried to teach me the, the mm-hmm. curl and all this and all that. I try to throw the ball down there as hard as I can and cause as much chaos as I can with the hands. <laughs> and um, we pretty much got to be pretty good, man. Mm. Like, like I said, if I do suck, though. If I bowl like a, a 100 or 93, I'm happy. That's strong to me. So, But we, we got a butt kick in bowling. But I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> you got to throw a dog a bone every now and then. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, you should come out here. Well, I'm all the way in Washington, but the next time I'm there, I will come and do just what my auntie do, sit on the sideline and watch. 
No, 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 no. See, that's not she how she even we... got to the point. She said somebody asked her to come on the exercise. She said, I ain't been back in since I sit in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What what is this? Wanda. She bring uh Corey and Junior, Terrence. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my aunt. Uh, no, so, so those are your nephews. Those are my nephews. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's uh the man? What's uh, I think he's like maybe uh, he's like the heavier one between the two. Parents, Junior. Oh mm -hmm. my God! So remember I was telling you about drive. Yes. So uh, I, I like the I like him. Uh, here, if I'm walking past, you see this man work bust his butt. I remember I, I told somebody to watch him. Well, when I walk past him, he's going to do this. But when, uh, when I walk to him, he's going to do this. When I walk past, he's going to start. He is so lazy. Oh, oh my. So, like, when, when it comes to somebody like him, I'm super hard on him because he got he has so much potential. You know, and, like... He needs somebody to be very hard on him because he at the point now where he got a smart mouth in the house. And I was just like, just knock him out. Uh, oh know. man! Uh, oh, so he needed. Uh, that's what uh, I think. What uh, the is that the grandma that bring that brings? That's my aunt. That's that's their aunt. That's their great aunt. Okay, when she come in, she always tell me, "Hey, no, go hard, up, man." I'm so hard on that kid, man. Mm -hmm. and you know the crazy part about it, like you think by now, because like uh, sometimes mean too, like man, get over here, do this. You gotta do no. You gonna do push up for two minutes, you know, and. The crazy part, he will do everything. He just lacks <laughs> the drive, man. Like, yeah, he has so much potential, so much potential. And I told yeah. uh, uh, your aunt, I was like, oh, don't worry. Every time you bring him, just bring him in here. Every time he walks through these doors, I, I'll do the rest. The coaches will do the rest. So, uh, and, and when he applies himself, he does great. Uh, he does great sparring with the other kids, like the boxing sparring. Um, the kid got, like I said, he works out, he lifts, he does. Uh, with his is that his friend? Cousin. Well, yeah. uh, his cousin got his cousin got to drive. Mm -hmm. uh, he wanted. He absolutely loved coming. He is. He dedicated. If he could be there every day, he would. All right, we'll take him every day. So yeah. he he'll come over there and uh, he'll tell uh, he'll tell Terrence like, come on, let's lift. Terrence don't complain. Terrence listen to everything, and they always try to sneak out here without uh, putting their waist back. I caught him last week, though. I caught him. Finally caught him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I like good kids, man. Both of them good kids, man. So mm -hmm. I'm looking. I, I like them coming in here. But like I said, we keep on getting kids like like this. Build, uh, keep building our youth program, and and like and we all be here for one another, man. Like the sky's the limit for everyone. So what age can the kiddos start? Uh, we started young as five, sometimes four, depending on the child attention span. Uh, you know, so when it, when it comes to, for the most part, when it comes to kids, when they're that young, it's all about like showing them like one or two things and make a game out of the one or two things. So they're having fun. At the same time, they don't, they're not realizing they're actually learning as they're having fun. And when you, I've met some coaches who really don't like teaching kids. Uh, because, mm -hmm. like, again, the teachers, man, 
And I told those told those coaches before, you're trying to be too detailed. You know, you're trying to show a four or five year old a six step move, and like after you get to step number two, they're already looking at the ceiling and thinking about mm-hmm. what they got to eat tomorrow. And like so, but like the kids here, we keep it fun. We play a lot of different games and stuff where they still getting to work out it and they're still picking up the techniques. So do you offer like a slide and scale fee? Uh, what, 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 what you mean by that? For say you have parents who can't afford it, but will want their kids to be, take part in it. Do you have, do you work out yeah. something with them income based? Yes. Uh, okay. So it's not like on the books, but what is it this, uh, we do have, little uh other programs and stuff that they can do to help them out just to give their kids that outlet to come out and work out and stuff so and i feel like every kid need an outlet like this yeah instead of punching kids at school come in here punch their bag i wouldn't have gotten as much trouble if i had been able to punch bags and stuff Uh, if your if your brother tell you that um, I broke. Mm, here we go, cleaning up some stuff again. Okay, if he tell me why not, let me listen real good. So, so yesterday, so I got it's you. You're a very popular person. I got two Who's popular. I, you. I got a, a a message from Rory. Then I was driving home and I seen um, your brother on the stop. And uh, I pulled over. Ah. Got out of the car. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Started talking to him. And the first thing he said, hey, man, why you didn't text my sister back? I'm like, what? That was Jamal. Yeah, that, yeah I know who it was. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, you didn't text my sister back. I was like, and, and Rory said the same thing early that day. Like, hey, man, why you playing my friend? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, and it's, it just so happened, I want to say maybe 20 minutes before he sent me this, I already sent you a message. So, I'm going to let, if Jamal and Rory listen, I want them both to understand. It was not my fault. It was a... Uh, yes, it was. Because listen here, you just said you don't like to lose, but you called me from the work phone, and that was the only number that I had. Uh-huh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I won't say that. It's not my fault. It was a miscommunication. On... Just take be accountable here. I have been accountable. Um, you call, you, you text me from the work phone, um, so that's technically that's your fault then, you know, I didn't How when I never had your, your cell phone number. And that's what we do. We're like, Hey, so is this your work phone, your cell phone? I'm like, Oh no, no, no. This is a work mm, phone. Mm, I mean, okay. So, but, and I did give you, I gave you mm, uh, a mm. person the cell phone. You can just stop while you're ahead because we trying to get business at, at Go Fitness and yes. you know, yeah. you so, should just stop. I want everyone to know that it's never my fault guys. So I'm only defending my honor and my name. Uh, and I did give her my email and she put .com and I told her it's hellofitness.org. Mm, so this is how we do, huh? <laughs> so I'm starting to believe that your sign must be a Libra. <laughs> no, Scorpio. A scor- oh, so you one of those. Yeah, I'm like we're never wrong, you know. Okay. And, and even if you think we're wrong, we're still right, you know. But your brother gonna tell you a story that I broke his ankle, which your brother could have made, could have had a full ride scholarship from wrestling his senior year. Had your uh, 
his mom let him wrestle the following year. Mm-hmm. It was not me that broke his ankle. It was Anthony because he accused me yesterday. It was me, and it wasn't me. So, but I didn't say nothing yesterday because he's already giving me a hard time for saying I didn't reply to you, which I did. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clean up everything and everybody else. If you come in here, ask for Deray, and I'm. You're gonna find out how much fun we had. We do work though. We we definitely work. Make sure we achieve whatever goals you guys set for yourself. And but we we definitely want to do a lot of laughing and having a lot of fun. All right. So go check out DeRay over at Go Fitness, 5198 East 81st Avenue in Maryville, Indiana. And so one thing that he said that I want everybody to take with them is that time is important. It's the only thing that you can't get back. You know, all of this stuff that you got, you can get that over and over and over again. But lately in the podcast, we've been talking about how, and it's a fact, that you're dead longer than you are actually alive. And so if time is important and people are important to you, spend time with those people who are close to you. And on that note, if you hang in there with me, I'll hang in there with you. Peace. Bye, guys.